And what courageous means is going forth in spite of fear. Going forth in spite of fear. It's exhibiting an act of bravery over and over and over again. So it, it doesn't mean that uh, I'm a person that never gets scared or never experiences fear. It just means that despite that, I'm moving forward anyway. Okay? And so let's talk about, before I get into um, talking about fear and money, let's talk about what fear is. Fear, uh, as defined by psychology today, excuse me, they define fear as a vital response to physical or emotional danger. A vital response to physical or emotional danger. So if we didn't feel fear, um, we couldn't protect ourselves from legitimate threats, right? So sometimes we are, you know, we have these fearful feelings. We experience fear, and many times it's legitimate, such as if you're in a neighborhood that you shouldn't be in and um, you feel like something is about to happen. That's a legitimate concern, right? That is something that is real. But also we experience fear in instances where there is no legitimate threat. So many times uh, we experience fear in instances where uh, the threat is not real. It's imagined, okay? And so that's something to think about when you think about fear. Sometimes you hear the acronym uh, false evidence appearing real because it's really something that is all in the mind. It's something that we've made up, uh, something that is not really a threat to us. So that's what fear is. And when I think about fear, I want to let you guys know tonight that fear is a bully. Fear is a bully. Let me tell you what I mean by that. Fear attempts to prey on you and paralyze you. If anybody on this call has ever experienced fear, let me see you go to the uh, Define Yourself event page and just hashtag uh, fear. Let me see what we're working with. If you've ever had moments where you've experienced just fear, let me see you um, hashtag, hashtag excuse me, fear uh, on the Define Yourself 2016 page. And so, Fear is a bully. It attempts to prey on you because of perceived uh, or expressed weaknesses. You know how a bully is, right? If you've ever been in a situation where you've been bullied or you see um, somebody else being bullied, they kind of pick up on what they're, you're afraid of and they kind of play on that weakness. They try to intimidate you. And that's what fear does to us, try to intimidate us because of a perceived, because we perceive that we have a weakness somewhere. And tonight we're coming to dispel all of that because tonight we are coming to stand up to the bully. Tonight we're coming to confront the bully. So I'm going to give you four tips on how you confront that bully. The first tip to confronting your bully of fear is rely on a source that's bigger than you. Rely on a source that's bigger than you. Now, I must say, I'm a woman of faith, and 
you know, I have my belief of what that source is for me, but, you know, you rely on the source that you rely on. Um, it's my belief that in First Timothy 1 and 7, God did not give me a spirit of fear, but a power, love, and a sound mind. So that's what I stand on. That is, I tap into that power that's bigger than me, Okay. If I say I'm a believer in that, then adopting uh, a spirit of fear would be illegal for me. That's contrary to what I believe. So I have no right to adopt fear. Okay? God did not give me that, so it's illegal for me to take that on. Now, let me just say something, too, about this. Relying on a source bigger than you means somebody got your back. Think about that. If you're in a situation, listen, we all have that good girlfriend that will come running when, it's, when something jump off. All you have to do is get a signal out, give her the word, say the word, and she coming. She taking off her earrings. She putting Vaseline on her face, take, putting her gym shoes on, ready to fight, ready to handle business, okay, whether that's physical or uh, in the natural, or in the, in the spirit, okay? Everybody got some prayer warriors. If you don't, I suggest you hook up with some. But listen, when you, have, you know you have somebody on your side, you will, your whole demeanor changes. The way you handle things changes. The way you talk changes. The way you deal with your bully changes. Why? Because you know you got back up. You know you got back up. So rely on a source bigger than you. That goes for also adopting accountability partners. You can't do everything by yourself. You need help. No one is an island. You need people in your life that you can trust that's going to have your back. So that's your first tip for confronting your bully, confronting your fear bully. Your next tip for confronting your bully is assessing the situation. Now, this is where it's really going to get ugly because assessing your situation is not always easy. That's not an easy thing to do, but it's a necessary thing to do. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you what I mean by assessing the situation. I mean, since we're talking about money, I'm talking about pulling your credit report and finding out who you owe and what your credit score is. I'm talking about tallying up your bills and getting the total amount that you owe. I'm talking about having a real conversation with your significant other about where you all stand financially, assessing your situation. Where do I stand? How do I look on paper? Who do I owe? What is it looking like? Take an inventory. Take an inventory of where you are and how you're showing up in the world. Now, is it easy to do that? No. Why? Because you have you have to face this is like you're looking in the mirror. When you look in the mirror, the reflection looking back at you is the truth. Okay? So assessing your situation means you're you dealing with the truth of your situation. You're dealing with the truth of your behavior. You're dealing with the truth of what's happening with your money. 
Now, once you assess that, assess it and own it. You know, by the time you pull everything together and look at it, I'll be honest with you, you may be upset, you may be depressed, you may, be, you may experience a whole myriad of emotions. But I promise you, finding out where you stand at the end of the day is empowering if you let it be. It will empower you because at least now you know. You know, we kind of have an idea. We kind of know we have jacked up credit. But once we go through those steps of pulling things together, at least now we know what the number is. Once you know what the number is, then you know what you have to I got something to work with now. This is the starting point. Now you can begin to measure your progress. So confronting your bully. We standing up to the bully of here tonight. We will no longer be afraid to handle our money. We will no longer be afraid to talk about money. We will no longer be afraid to handle our past so that we can get to our future. We are confronting the bully of fear tonight. So we started out with relying on a source bigger than you, assessing your situation, and the next thing you need to do is arm yourself with information. Arm yourself with information. This is how you take power away from the enemy. You diffuse the power of the enemy by educating yourself, by getting information, okay? If you don't know how to budget, no worries, Google it. We're living in the age where you can Google anything. You can YouTube anything. You can learn how to do anything on YouTube. Google what you need to know. Find out that information. You don't know about investing? Find out how to do it. Arm yourself with information. You want to know about home ownership? There are thousands and thousands of websites you can go to to learn about that, to learn about the process. Arm yourself with information. If you are struggling with your money, okay, fine. Are there some agencies that offer programs that can help you get your money together? Are there agencies like Catholic Charities or Salvation Army that have programs that can help you pay some of those bills? Who can you call to make a payment arrangement? What is that process like? Okay? Call your creditors to find out if you can settle some debt. Do some research and get some information that you can use to make your situation better. When you get information about these things, you diffuse the power of the enemy because you're no longer confused about it, and you can make better decisions. So we're confront- we are standing up to fear tonight. We will no longer be paralyzed, no longer be bound because we're going to rely on a source bigger than us, assess our situation, and arm ourselves with information. Your fourth and final step for tonight is to develop a strategy. Develop a strategy. Once you get all this information together, you assess your situation, you get the information, and everything you have in front of you, now what's the plan? How are we going to move forward? What are we going to do now? After you done cried and prayed and cried and prayed, looking at the reality of things, okay, wipe your tears now. Now it's time to get to work. What are we going to do now? How are we going to move forward? 
you have to have a strategy as to how best to defeat, to defeat that bully. How are you going to stand up to fear? You need a plan to work these things out. Which bill are we going to pay first? Do I need to get extra income, which Jessica is going to talk about? Okay? Because the whole deal is you don't want to fight like one that's beating the air. You don't want to just be throwing punches at the enemy. You want your punches to be strategic. You want to take the enemy out with your punches. You want those uh, credit card payments to mean something. Okay? You want those points going up on your credit score to mean something. So you have to be strategic about what you're doing with your money. What is the plan? Are we brown bagging it the rest of the month? Are we only eating out once a week? So it's those kinds of things that you have to come up with for um, your plan so you can stand up to fear. You don't have to be afraid anymore. You don't have to be afraid anymore. And I'm going to tell you a truth about all of this. The truth is when you decide to no longer be afraid about it, the enemy is not going to go without a fight. You need to be prepared for a showdown with your bully. You need to be ready to fight because your life is dependent on this. Your future depends on us getting, you know, if this is the, what we are striving for, we have to get it right right now with our money. But the good news to it is the fight is fixed because you got some backup. You're not by yourself. That's why you rely on that source bigger than you. You are not by yourself. And those are my four tips, guys. Wow. Thanks, Donna. Hold on. I'm putting a comment. This is not Rocky. You are going to win. Amen. <laughs> if you guys are feeling that, you could, you could hashtag uh, in the group Rocky, please. Yeah. Y'all know that's my favorite movie. Yeah. One of the the reasons that I, I wanted LaDonna to specifically address fear of money, because uh, on my Facebook timeline, somebody posted a picture of a line wrapped around the building of mm. people at a check cashing place, mm. and I didn't understand that picture, and that told me that was one thing. And then another situation, I knew somebody that was more than able to buy a house, mm-hmm. right? And you, mm-hmm. most people get excited about, you know, having an opportunity to buy a house because a lot of people can't for one reason or another. And this mm-hmm. person was ready and able to buy a mm-hmm. house, but because of I believe it's something that um, generationally, possibly, that if people in, in your family aren't homeowners, because I know even when I went to buy my house, um, it was a scary thing more than being excited because I'm like, um, okay, I, I don't know if it was because I was scared of committing to the 30 years or what, but it's it's such a fear of, something that could progress you. You you know, you can progress from having a, a bank account, whether it's a savings account with interest or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I really want to understand that part of the mindset. Like the fear of buying a house, I understand. And mm-hmm. um, if, LaDonna, if you can maybe 
get in a point or two um, or mm-hmm. discuss your feelings a- about that, especially when it comes to the check cashing thing because it's mm-hmm. tax time. And that mm-hmm. picture, especially because it was my hometown, Baton Rouge, Louisiana, mm-hmm. um, it was powerful by saying nothing, just a, that picture mm-hmm. of the check cashing place made me want to drive to Baton Rouge and, you know, shake, shake them up like you're losing mm-hmm. money trying to get money. So yeah. I'm sorry, I was in my feelings for a little bit, but I see it all the time. Mm-hmm. So you maybe could, um, you know, address address that and maybe, you know, with the fear of buying a house or maybe a tip mm-hmm. or something, that that would be great. You know, when I, I think about that, I think there are many reasons for why we see some of the things we see. And uh, one of the biggest reasons, like we talked about earlier, is a lack of, you know, not arming yourself with information, um, particularly with buying a house because that, like you said, that's a long-time commitment. And when you are a homeowner, you it's all on you. You know what I mean? It's different, right? We know it's different when you're renting because the landlord has to come and take care of things. But as a homeowner, that's totally your responsibility. But I think we have to shift our mindset, um, and that's really what it takes, as, uh, looking at it as a way of building wealth, right, and legacy, you know, because we have to begin to think about it's not just about us, but it's about our seed. Right, and so we don't want to perpetuate, um, you know, a whole generation of renters. Somebody got to own the house. It might as well be me. You know, somebody has to have something to pass on to the next generation. And so we have to start thinking generationally and get out of our feelings about, um, you know, oh, this is going all my responsibility and it's on me. You know, you have to make sure, you know, you are informed about the process and save up your money. You know, it's it's a process to all of this, saving up your money. If it helps to take some home ownership classes so you can get a better understanding of what's, you know, required and things like that so you can prepare yourself, you know, I would encourage that. But, you know, I think that a mindset um, shift has to take place with these things. And, like, the check cashing, I'm a person who has used not necessarily the check cashing but payday loans. You know, I've been there, done that with those kinds of things. And I think partly those things happen because, again, a lack of information, uh, a lack of access, um, and also sometimes we feel like that's our only choice. You know, uh, that's, you know, we, we do what we know to do at that time until we know that because we don't always, even if we um, know better, we don't always do better. You know, we sometimes stick with what we know, what's comfortable. Um, So I think even in that, it's a mindset shift. It's a mindset shift that has to occur. Wow. That is, that's so true, especially, um, I, I thank God for the, um, the realtor, and the people I dealt with because mm-hmm. they, you know, made it easy. And like you said, Google is there. If you could get on Facebook, you could get on Google. So it's mm-hmm. a lot of things I was like, okay, what I'm not going to do is hear words 
especially signing away 30 years or or mm-hmm. I gotta stop and see that shows you I still gotta work on my mindset because it truly is an investment. Um, mm-hmm. And it was a lot of things I had to learn in the process. Um, mm-hmm. And really, when you don't have anyone to ask close to you, it's kind of you know. But you have to do it because you know, like Ladonna said, it's about your seed, and you can plant a seed all you want, but if you're not giving them an opportunity to grow, then that seed is going to spend their life planting a seed, never seeing it grow, and it it does carry on generationally. Um, Mm -hmm. But I do have our special guest host on. uh, Mika, are you there? Mika? Hello? Yes, ma'am, I'm here. I have my phone on mute. Uh Okay, I need you to Sorry give you a little that. more energy. Right, bring it up, bring it up. <laughs> hey, everybody, how you doing today? Tonight, <laughs> hey, I'm excited. <laughs> okay, go but, ahead and, and ask your question. Okay, well, you know I can't just jump into the question like that. Now, let me, let me break some ice a little bit. I really enjoyed what you just gave us, LaDonna, because um, I myself, personally, I just wanted to share this before I went into this question. Um, mm-hmm. I just hooked up with uh, a banker and um, got myself hooked up with identity, an identity alert. Um, mm-hmm. I, I guess it's a, a scoring system that the bank uses to monitor your credit and your score and, you know, and just get you in a six-month pro- um, readiness program, I guess you could say, and get mm-hmm. you set up so that you can build your credit. And so in that process, um, they have this express checking. So with the express checking they do, they don't check anything. So if you're, at, you're in credit systems, they don't, they don't care. It, it's just an express checking that gives you an mm-hmm. opportunity to work with this identity alert, and then they set mm-hmm. you up with a secure um, credit card, and it can start from anywhere from $300 up. And mm-hmm. so that is your credit line on that credit card. So mm-hmm. then they teach you that you don't want to use over a third of that, okay? Um, mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. he set me up with that, and and from your, your words that you just said, you got to break the fear, and that was my thing, the fear of when I pulled this credit report, telling these bankers what I think I, I, think I know is on it, what they going to say, you know, is it, mm-hmm. am I 380 or 400? You know, you think mm-hmm. so. And come to find out mm-hmm. my score was 564, and he was saying, mm-hmm. You it's nowhere near what you thought, you know, and so he yeah. said it's gonna it's not gonna take any time for us to get you to a six forty and above. And so I mm-hmm. got so excited. I have a new grandbaby today. I'm sitting at the hospital mm-hmm. right now. But and mm-hmm. so because of my grandchildren, I need to be in a place where I can really propel them forward. So I mm-hmm. do appreciate what you have said and I really appreciate uh, uh really appreciate you saying arm yourself with the information. Once yes. you, and that's what I did. When you arm yourself with that information, I mean, it can approach you to a whole nother understanding and level. So I just wanted mm-hmm. to say that and put my little tidbit in before I ask my question. Okay, yes. so here's my question. <laughs> Since I waited until I'm 43 years old to decide to look at my credit account, I want to know how do you teach your children about the money so that they can take control of it early and they don't have to wait till my age to do it. Oh, that's so good. That's a good question. And congratulations on your new grandbaby, too. Thank you. 
His name is Omar. Oh, that's precious. That's precious. <laughs> that is an excellent question, and I have some. I have a couple of answers for that. Now, um, if you're like me, you know we didn't grow up learning about money. We just didn't, right? Um, my mom worked all the time, so she taught us work ethic. You know, she didn't have time to sit down and like, you know, this is how you pay a bill and all that kind of stuff. So we had to figure that out as adults, and we made a bunch of mistakes, but we figured it out, right? But with the kids, um, what you have to do is the first thing you need to do, I would say, is live it out before them. Money is such a um, topic that is very, um, how should I say, private. It's very private, Um, and, you know, we don't – always feel comfortable talking about money, you know, even with each other, you know, it's it's not a comfortable topic. But what I would do, I would do things with my kids, like I would take them with me when I would pay bills so that they would see, you know, they hear me fussing about the light bill, but let me show you what this light bill, let me show you what it's costing me every time you go in my refrigerator or every time you want to play a video game. Let me show you what it costs. Not only that, you go in there, I'm going to give you this money, I'm going to give you this bill, go in there and pay it, okay? So you really have to be creative with um, making that impression on the kids to say, you know, these things are not free, you have to pay your way in life, and this is how you do it. Money answers all things. So you have to, you know, put your kids in a position where you're not only teaching them the basic things, what is a, a penny and what is its value, but what do you do with it? You know, you have to not be scared about, and we're talking about fear tonight, we have to not be fearful about sharing those experiences with our kids because we don't want them to repeat the same mistakes we did. So do, you know, even if it's a little bit at a time, you know, do things like take them with you to pay bills. Let them see you sitting at the kitchen table budgeting. You know what I mean? Live it out before them. Be the example before them. And then include them in it from time to time so that they can get in the habit of it. Now, like I mentioned earlier, you can Google all kinds of things. Um, There is a a resource, Practical Money Skills um, by Visa. I want to say it's practicalmoneyskills.com. They have uh, downloadable money lessons for all ages. You can print those things out and use them with your kids. You can do things creative like have a Saturday, one Saturday a month where all the kids in the family come over and we're going to do some fun money activities. You know, it's stuff like that that you can do um, to kind of make it a traditional thing in your family so the next generation won't be left behind. I hope that answers your question. Yes, yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Awesome. Awesome. I'll put that uh, resource in the, in the, on the page. Oh, okay. awesome. that would be awesome. Great. Mm-hmm. Great question, Mika. I, I think that is um, that goes into what we're talking about with the whole seed issue. When we bought the house, um, I know my son just heard us talk about all the getting this and that together, and it's um. It would it would have been good to have this call before then, because then I could have let him see really the whole the whole picture of the process, not just the buying the house process. Um, mm-hmm. Ladonna, I know I saw you mention that you do have a free 
gift or something you you want to share with yeah. the callers today? I almost forgot. Thank you. I talked about it. <laughs> I almost got caught up. Okay. Uh-huh. So... <laughs> One of my tips was, the last tip was to have a plan, right? You have to have be strategic about what you're doing. you got to have a plan. And so my freebie for you guys tonight is a money action plan. And so this plan is going to help you develop a money goal and work the goal out so that you can get closer to whatever your goal of debt repayment is. Um, and I want to say um, – Everyone who's registered tonight, I'm just going to email it to you. How about that? Awesome, awesome. Um, If you could make sure you post that in the group so everyone um, can go ahead and get that resource Mm -hmm. because you can never plan enough about money, and Ms. Mm -hmm. LaDonna is the person to help you do that. And like she said, she's been there, done that, so... She's the the resource that you definitely need to reach out to if 2016 is your year to leap and not to seek money. Mm-hmm. That sounded kind of good. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much, Miss LaDonna. If anyone has questions, thank we'll you. reserve those to the uh, end. But um, we'll go ahead and jump into the next speaker, Miss Jessica, if you're here, say Say, say cash rules everything around me. Yes, ma'am. You know it cash moves everything around me. <laughs> or, or, credit, or credit. If you guys were on at the very beginning, you know I played that song and I put it on Facebook. Um, that song was almost prolific in when it, you know, back then we didn't even think about it. But I'm sure if they made that song now, it would say credit or getting money and so that's what Ms. Jessica is going to talk with you guys about. Um, she's from Louisiana, but she transplanted to Atlanta. But um, that's okay. I still, she still got a little Cajun in her blood, a little a little hot sauce in her bag swag. Um, and Ms. Jessica is the person that you need to talk to if you're looking for different ways to make a dollar, 50 cents, $100, whatever. She's the lady that can tell you how to put your hands in different pots and put it together and make a good gumbo of finances. Oh, that was a good introduction. Yeah. (laughs) I like that. (laughs) I might have to come back and do LaDonna's again. That five-hour kicked in. So um, with that being said, let's, let's get into the how to get money. So, Ms. Jessica, if you could do a brief introduction, and let's go with it. All right. Good evening, everybody. Um, I just wanted to thank you, Valencia, for having me on the call this week. And um, for everybody that don't know me, my name is Jessica Bellord. I go by Jessica in Endo on Facebook. Um, I am the CEO of Success Bound Enterprises and the founder of the Success Bound Group. And um, I am, like Valencia stated, I am originally from Louisiana, but I reside now in Atlanta, Georgia. Um, And today I am going to be talking about money, passive money, passive income, um, you know, which is also referred to as residual income, recurring income, 
Um, and I, but I like to call it money while I sleep. That's the kind of money I like to get. Uh, and I, and I really got off into that a couple years back because when I was in college, I used to wonder why, you know, you would pass some houses and see these happy people standing outside just waving, good morning, good morning, you know, and they looked all of about 20, 25, and here it was, I'm, you know, 17, 18 in college thinking, you know, why are you so happy? You don't, you don't go to work. You don't, you know, have any place to be going this morning. But they would be, you know, watering their flowers and just living life up. And I was wondering, you know, how, how can they do this? So, of course, I'm a researcher, so I began to look because I knew it was something more than just, you know, your typical active income, like, you know, going to work, wherever that may be. And I, after researching, I found that there were. So that is what I'm going to talk about and give my four tips about tonight is passive income. And I'll start right here first because my word for the Define Yourself series is innovative. And um, I went to the, def- to the dictionary to look up the word innovative because um, I wanted to give you that definition, and then I'll tell you what I think about it. So the definition says innovative is adapting to changes in your environment to deliver better products or services. Well, I feel like everybody has something that somebody needs, whether it be your story, whether it be a product, or whether it be a service. You have something that somebody needs. Now, you know, a lot of us are sitting there thinking that, oh, you know, there's nothing, nobody needs me, but that's not true. So, and I'm glad to be following behind LaDonna on this, um, you know, getting rid of the fear because that's the first place we need to get rid of that bully. But once you get rid of that bully, I know if somebody's still sitting on this call thinking, you know, yeah, I want to pull my credit report and I want to do, you know, make sure everything is straight, but I don't have the finances to do it. So this is what I'm going to talk about tonight. So my first tip, actually my tips are going to be more of ways that you can make passive income. And I have about, I would say maybe 50 plus, maybe even close to 100 ways that you could actually make extra money without doing a whole lot or without putting in a whole lot of money to get it. So my first tip that I'm going to share, and this tip, I'm going to share it first because last night we had a TT was on the line and she talked about her book and being an author and how many books she has sold. So that's my first tip. Write a book. Somebody, everybody, I'm not even going to say somebody, everybody has a story that somebody is waiting to hear. And if you don't have a story, you have some kind of information that somebody needs to know. So whether it be a book about yourself, a a nonfiction fiction book, or a how-to book, because you have something that somebody is waiting to know or hear. So write, my first tip is write a book and collect, 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 because that is what's happening. You put in the hard work in the beginning that's preparing that book, getting it ready to be um, printed and, you know, all those things, 
And then after that book is completed, you are now ready to have your payday. You're ready to basically get ready to collect because you're going to collect royalties as long as that book is on the market and as long as that book is selling. Your royalty check is going to continue to come month after month and year after year, and that is also a royalty that can be transferred down to your children. I know LaDonna touched a little bit about, um, you know, having things for generational wealth, and that's one of those things because those royalties are never going anywhere as long as that book is selling. So that's my number one tip. Write a book. I don't care if it's a my life, a how-to, or whatever it is. You have a story or you have something that somebody needs to know how to do. Um, I mean, I've seen several how-tos and the four dummy books and all, all those kind of books. But I know everybody on this line have something that they could either teach or a story that somebody needs to hear. So that's my number one tip. Write a book and collect, collect, collect. My second tip is, you know, we go around town and we, we talk to lots of people. Even on social media, we, we talk to a lot of people. But it's time for us now to connect with those people and find out what they are doing, what they are doing in the sense of, you know, what's your business? Because, you know, there's a lot of small businesses out here from, the tax preparer to the graphic designer to the web um, developer and so on, but we need to learn how to connect and basically collaborate because, um, as my second tip states, become a referral source. Um, I know for one, especially during tax season, um, tax offices, they offer um, cash for referral. So, um, and I know, you know, here in Atlanta, there's also a local uh, car dealership that does the same exact thing. They give, you know, they give you $100 for each person that you refer. So, you know, that is some money that um, you, can, you can be getting on a monthly basis, and, and that's the kind of money that you don't even know is coming. It's kind of there, you know, you, you may be sleeping or reclining back in your chair at home, and that money is on the way because, Somebody went and purchased a car um, from somebody that you're partnered with and um, you sent that referral, or somebody went and did their income tax and you sent that referral. So that is some additional money that may be coming your way that you didn't even expect. So, um, and I'll repeat that again. So that's number two, and that's become a referral source. You know, there's no need for us to be out, out and about just talking, 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 if we can't make money, because my motto is if you don't make money, it don't make sense. So, you know, we need to be out here connecting and collaborating with each other, especially small businesses, because um, not only does it give you a, you know, a cash back for that referral, but that person may also become a client of yours. Excuse me. Um. And that's my, so my first tip is write a book and collect, collect. My second tip is become a referral source. Um, and my third tip, I, I just wanted to kind of touch briefly on um, this passive income source because it has been, I guess, 
I would say, slandered so much. Um, and I think it's mainly because a lot of people don't understand um, what it is and how to do it. And it is network marketing and affiliate marketing. Um, I've heard a lot of people say uh, pyramid scheme and things of that nature, but if you look at your job, your nine-to-five, um, <laughs> that's a pyramid also. I mean, because you have somebody that owns the company at the top of the ladder, and then everybody else comes underneath that, from the supervisors on down to just the workers. And that is seems like a pyramid to me, but um, – you know, I just kind of laugh at that one because I know for myself, I've I've been in affiliate marketing and network marketing for about six years now, and it is a passive source of income pretty much for me now because, as everyone knows, you know, with passive income, you put in the work in the beginning and you reap the benefits for the rest of your life. You know, um, most companies refer to it as residual. And that's something that I received for the work that I put in six years ago. And I'm still receiving that income today. And I don't, I don't think nobody could really complain about that, getting income six years later for work that you put in six years prior. Um, and I will receive this income for the rest of my life because I put in work from the beginning. And I know, you know, it, it's probably been slandered somewhat, too, because of the people that has gotten in and the way that they make it appear like like it's easy and it's going to come, you know, overnight and you're going to be a millionaire overnight. But, no, that's not the case. We do put in work, but it's passive work. We put in that one-time work. We work very hard, you know, and the time frame looks different for everybody. You know, it can be six months, it can be three years, but it's for you to be able to reap a residual income for the rest of your life. Now, I don't know about anybody on this call, but I know about me. I would rather work for three years straight and be able to reap benefits when I'm 40, 50, and 60, when my children have graduated from high school and go off to college. I don't plan to be working the rest of my life. So I would love to be able to sit home with my feet crossed just collecting those residual incomes that I built when I was in my 20s and 30s. Oh, excuse me. Um, and my fourth tip that I'm going to share, because I know there's probably somebody on the line right now saying, well, I don't, I don't know where to get started with a book. Um, I don't know anybody that I can be a referral source for. Um, and I, I'm still on the fence about network marketing or affiliate marketing. So I'll give you something that's even easier. Um, this, the fourth tip is, I know everybody on this phone got about 50 pictures in their phone at least, at least 50 pictures. So this tip is put your photos to work for you. And what this is is basically, you know, creating a, po a photo portfolio and posting your portfolio to, for example, um, the, a site like Shutterstock. When someone purchases your photo that you've put in there, you will receive royalties off of that, which is for the rest of your life also. 
So basically, I take 20, 30 pictures, set it there, and when somebody purchased, how many ever times per month, at the end of the month, I receive a royalty for that. And that's basically, we see it all day long, pictures being used all over Facebook, Instagram. Um, you see these pictures of these cute little kids or this um, yard full of pretty pink and yellow flowers. Somebody took that picture, and every time it's being bought or purchased, that person, whoever submitted that picture, is getting paid royalty. So um, that is my four tips, and I'll, I'll recap that again for everyone. Um, tip one, write a book and collect, collect, collect. And it doesn't have to be a long 100, 200-page book. It could be a short ebook because um, – you will receive royalties off of your ebook also. So it doesn't have to be long again, and it doesn't have to be your story about your personal life. It could be anything from, um, you know, some information that you know that you, you would think that somebody else may need. Even if you don't think somebody needs it, trust me, somebody needs it. So put it in a book form, whether it's ebook or hard copy book, and um, Set it up on sites like Amazon, Kindle. Um, that's that's two of the examples. Of course, there's many, many more out there. Um, that's my first tip. My second tip, again, is become a referral source. So connect to some of your tax preparers, your um, car dealers, um, graphic designers, because I know, you know, if you're like me, you're on social media a lot. I know you know somebody that does something. And, you know, some people do give cash money for you referring people to them. And that's, an, that's also another way for you, um, those of us that own businesses, that we, have, that we need clients also. So just making those connections and collaborations. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, <clears throat> number three tip is network marketing and affiliate marketing. And there are lots and lots of companies, reputable companies, that is out there when it comes down to network marketing and affiliate marketing. Um, so it, it just basically comes with research, you know, researching and looking and maybe even asking people that have been a part of companies for years. So um, that's another tip. My fourth tip, of, again, is put your photos to work for you. It doesn't make sense to snap pictures all day long if you are not make. I mean, of course, we snap all day of our kids and our animals and everything like that, but if you want to make some money, it's time to start putting some of these things to work for you. And that is my four tips. Yay. Y'all have to excuse Jessica. We um, were nonstop speaking this uh, weekend in Houston, and uh, both of us are dealing with voice issues. If you notice, mine is unusually Tina Turner today. Um, <laughs> I recovered a little better than she has because she's still uh, traveling on the road and joined us tonight, and we really appreciate it. And my question is, um, all the selfies, usies, themsies, and all the other Cs we take, and you could be getting 
another the main seat, cash and another cash, some more cash. And uh, I'm really going to have to look into that, um, especially because I'm always taking pictures of random stuff. So instead of deleting those pictures, because think of anything that you guys posted today. Somebody's getting paid because you're using their picture, and that kind of makes me angry because I post a lot. So I'm going to have to start charging or or something. I'm going to have to look into it. So um, I don't know if Mika's still with us. I know she's with her great, her her grandbaby, not great-grandbaby, Mika. Don't inbox me. But I know Mika has a question real quick if we have time. And then, um, Mika, are you still with us? Mika? Still here, babe. Still here. Okay. (laughs) Go ahead with your question. Okay. Uh, hi, Jessica, how are you? Great information. I am good. How are you? <laughs> I'm happy as I don't know what, but uh, that was some great information. Thank you so much for giving me those tips, and I'm definitely going to try to work on putting one to ask me, which is the book, because people just keep speaking that into my spirit. But uh, <laughs> so my question for you is, what is the best way or the best opportunity um, for in, uh, for a low-cost investment for extra income or residual income, what would be the best way to invest somebody? Oh, my God. Um, I could get, <laughs> it, it really depends. To me, it really depends on the, your situation and what you're really um, looking to gain, if that makes sense, because, um, like I said, I have over probably pretty close to 100 ways of putting that passive income source into play. Um, Also, you know, some of them require time where others require money. So um, it's it's pretty much individually based, I would have to say it like that, because um, my clients, you know, when they come to me, I kind of fill them out to see where they're trying to go. Like, and and I'll share this just to give you an example. Uh, I'm a traveler. Because, you know, I'm a writer also, and um, as Valencia said, we speak also, so we're always traveling. So one thing that I did invest in in the network marketing industry is travel. Um, and, it, and it's simply because it made sense to me because I'm always on the road, so I need those discounts, and I would like to have some of my money back. Like, um, you know, Valencia and I, we're, we're getting back from Houston um, this week, and it costs, you know, it costs, it costs for the hotel, it costs for the travel, and all the above, but when I get back to Atlanta, you know, and get back to business, <laughs> those are things that, number one, I can write off tax-wise, um, number two, when I turn in my receipts back to my company, I'm going to get a certain percentage of that money back, um, you know, and what, what's better than being able to travel all over the world and get some of your money back? You know, um, you can't really beat that. So travel, the travel investment made sense to me. So, and and that's why I tell you, uh, Mika, that it it really depends on, you know, what you, the individual, what you're doing, you know, what your goals are and things of that nature. And that's kind of what I help my clients with. Now, I I guess I, did that answer your question? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, um, I, I appreciate that because I'm really looking into investing myself. So yeah, you, you really hit on hit it on the hammer on 
that Hammer won the nail. So I do appreciate that. Thank you. Right. Thank you. I think I, mean, I uh, do some things in place for my for my grandkids now, and so these are some things that I didn't do when I could have done when I was younger, but I, I'm, I'm really trying to get it in place and, you know, to pass it on to my adult children. children well, now. better late than never, and right. uh, thank you so much for your question, Mika, and ladies at, and gentlemen and whomever is on the call, since today is money day and you know, we're all about connecting, collaborating, who you know, what you do. So if you are on the call, and this is only for people on the call, if you are on the call, then I want you to post on the event page your business or what you do and how people can connect with you. Because if you can invest your time with us today and hopefully all week, then I want to, sh- as a as a gift from all of the the speakers and people that's participating, um, I want us to be able to look at you to invest in also. So please post your information in the group. If you have a book, put it put it in in the uh, on the page. If you have a business, put it on the page. Let us all. Connect and collaborate. You know, I'm all about um, getting it together 2016. So here's your opportunity. You never know who may see it, who may need it, or who may sow it to somebody else. So don't miss this opportunity. And like I said, this is only two people that's on the call today. And um, so post it. Um, I don't care if you have a, a ebook that you whip up in the next five minutes. Um, and post it. Like I want to see posts from from the callers. If you are a sitter, if it's something that you do or know that is a value to you, then it's a value to us. So please post your information on the event page. Um, We're running into, huh, ma'am? This Jessica again. I had one more. Well, I had my, well, I guess freebie type. Situation. Oh, okay. I'm apologizing. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. So, um, and I and I didn't say in the beginning, but I am a um a finance and lifestyle coach. And in April, we are doing a cash flow academy. And tonight, I want to give two scholarships. So, and I, and I think I posted in a page earlier. So, just inbox me. I, I guess we'll go with the two first people that inbox me, um, and what's going to be happening in the Cash Flow Academy is it's going to be an eight-week program, and we are going, I'm, I'm actually going to be breaking down some of the tips that I gave tonight, but it's going to be a lot more to go with that, and I'm going to be walking you through step by step by step on how to get your passive income set up, and once you finish with that eight-week class, I am, and I'm putting my mark on this, I will guarantee you that you will make 1000 plus per month in passive income, and that's after getting it up, started, and running. And we are guaranteeing that, and, uh, you know, the two scholarships are from the Success Bound group. We decided on that um, last week to give those two scholarships to somebody that may need it, that may want to move forward and start putting their – passive income into place because I know 
we all know how to go out and, you know, find a job, build a business, active. You know, everybody talks about the active income, but nobody really touches on putting the passive income, the things that only take, you know, that may take you a week or so to build and could provide you with a lifetime of money. So I want to do that for the first two people that inbox me. And I'm not on the computer right now, so if I don't respond quickly, I'm definitely going to be back to the two first people that um, respond to me by inbox saying that they want to be a part of the Cash Flow um, Academy starting April 1st. Yay. Does yes. my inbox count or no? Am I disqualified? Uh, yes, ma'am. <laughs> <laughs> I have questions. Well, you guys, we're going to go ahead and wrap up day two of the Define Yourself series, which I believe it was powerful. We got some great tips from both of my fabulous friends and speakers. Uh, make sure you guys join us tomorrow as we talk about life from a different way and health, and I promise you, from a different way you never thought about. Because health is an ugly word like budget, but when you listen to certain things about health, it will give you a whole new perspective. If anybody have any questions, I'll wait. If, does anybody have any questions? Comments I do. Or anything? This mm-hmm. Hey, Shanae. Hi, Hi. I do have a question, and she may have answered this, but I am so curious to know about these pictures um, and how to uh, market them in a way that you make money off of. I mean, I have thousands of them, and um, and they have meaning. And so I definitely am interested in knowing how do you go about um, even pursuing that, if that makes definitely. sense. Okay. Um, hey, Shanae. <laughs> hi. Um, hi. Um, well, I know uh, one site is Shutterstock, and you can look at that, and it kind of gives you an idea. Um, of course, I'm on Facebook also, so, you know, if you need any other assistance besides what's there, you know, feel free to reach out to me because it is it, it would take me <laughs> another hour or so to really break it all down for you to be able to, you know, get started with it immediately. And that is something that I will be doing in the uh, Cash Flow Academy starting in April. I'll be going step-by-step, so basically holding everybody's hand to get their passive income up and running. Connect with with her inbox on Facebook or um, that way, or I'll connect you guys because I – I know I tried that one time and I got frustrated and I was like, you know what? I know. And um, I really didn't think of it in the way Jessica presented it. Um, Just like I'm sure none of us thought about fear about money the way Madonna presented it. So that's what Define Yourself series is all about, thinking outside of the box. You know, um, there's too many things in life and we get stuck in a box and fighting to get out, and you're fighting to get out thinking the box is taped and the box is open. You just got to reach out. That was a good one, too. So with that being said, um, I'll connect you guys on Facebook. Hopefully two of you guys um, did go ahead and snatch up the scholarships. I know I'll be inboxing Jessica. I don't Mm -hmm. know if I'll be the 1st or the 15th, but, you know, it don't hurt to try. But, um, 
Again, thank you so much for joining us tonight. If you guys have any questions that weren't answered, feel free to reach out to LaDonna. Her information is posted. Uh, Jessica's information is posted also. Or reach out to me, Valencia Griffin-Wallace, like the orange, but not as sweet, twice as bold. I'm going to hashtag that too. So with that being said, I will see you guys or talk with you guys tomorrow, same time, same place. Have a great night. Uh, Don't forget to post your information on the event page. If you have a business or do something, here's your opportunity. So everybody have a great night, and thank you again for joining us.